Welcome everyone to another episode of The Running Elephant. I'm Nigel Sullivan, Booba's Chief Sustainability and People Officer. I'm delighted again to be joined by our group CEO, Iñaki Arenu. Great to see you, and in person. Yes. What a great, what a pleasure to be here in person, eh? Hey. And we've got a special guest today. I'm very pleased to welcome Monica Paramess, our Chief Transformation Officer, to the studio for the first time. Hi, Monica. Hello. I'm so happy to be with you, you know, also, as Iñaki said, to be all together physically, you know, and of course, to be here with you in this amazing, you know, number of episodes that I have been following you know, um, because they were great. This is number 15, actually. So, um, look, we're going we're gonna to be talking about transformation today. But before we do, Monica, um, our listeners, I'm sure, want to know a bit about you. Could you give us, you, you've been with uh, Bupa a, a, a few years now. Um, tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you started at the beginning of this year as the Chief Transformation Officer. Okay. Well, uh, I always say that I won the lottery many years ago when I joined Sanitas in 2000. You know, so I have been uh, around for a long time. I joined as head of legal. I'm a lawyer. That's my background. But, uh, you know, I was I had the privilege of going with the Sanitas team through a, an amazing transformation journey. And I took many different responsibilities. I was in charge of a strategy for a number of years. And, you know, in the last couple of years, I was in charge of risk and compliance. So, you know, um, uh, I also uh, lived the experience that the Sanitas team uh, lived when we became a market unit, which was also a key step, you know, in our transformation journey as a team, as an organization. So, as I said, a long story, I'm a blue person. I feel to be a blue person. I'm delighted to be now in group, you know, pushing from a different place. Uh, I just see myself as a team player. So um, I'm very happy to be here. That's it. We're very happy that you're here. Um, You mentioned risk before uh, in your previous role. I just wondered, Inyaki, is there any link in your mind between risk and transformation? Because they're not—they don't naturally yes. come together no, in a totally. sentence always. But 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 absolutely, clearly, there's there's, a, there's maybe a link there. It's a, no, it's a great question, Nigel. So, uh, to, um, so first thing is, look, Monica has uh, skills enough to do this job. Uh, she's a multitasking person. But the, but the the main reason here is, and it also links to the fact that our strategy has an elephant, is because the elephant is the only animal of four legs that when running, always keep a leg in the floor. Okay, so this is what we're doing. We are running, but with a leg in the floor. Um, so this is the thing. This is why it's good that we have a multitasking risk person doing the transformation journey. Just to remind everybody now that the, the, the elephant uh, strategy has four pillars. Growth, customers, sustainability, transformation, supported by data and an agile culture. So transformation is one of our ambition pillars. Why, Inyaki, is it so important that we transform? So um, um, exactly, I mean, the, 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 the big t- bullet here, Nigel, is we need to transform, okay? Um, without losing our roots. Two reasons here. So through two reasons, and let me use two examples to support my thesis. One is digital tools are affecting our business. Let me tell you an example is of something that Bupa did in Spain. So before COVID, our system of um, talking to a doctor in your mobile phone, the best day, it was the day in where we were doing 300 consultations through the mobile phone a day. That was a great number. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. That was a great success. During COVID, because people were at home, they couldn't go to see the doctor, we, we, that number jumped to 6,000 a day. 
20 times. And at the, but also before COVID, allow me to say this also, the doctors didn't want to join the system and we were convincing them to join to see their patients through the mobile phone. Okay, then COVID came, number of consultations moved from 300 to 6,000, 20 times. But also doctors, they were knocking out the, our door to be part of the system. What's happening now after the lockdowns is that that number hasn't gone from 6,000 back to 300. They have gone from 6,000 to 4,000, 5,000, depending on the day. And there is a waiting list of doctors that they want to join the system. So I think that first point is the digital tools are affecting our business clearly, and we need to adapt to this. Second thing is the future, um, the, uh, the future of health um, will be very much affected by the customer preference preferences. And one of those is they want to be taken care at their homes. They don't want to go to clinics and hospitals. The example I'm, I want to give you to here is there is a report that Tal shared, Tal Nasser shared with the team a few days ago. It was a report uh, done by McKinsey. They said 25% of the medical activity that happens in clinics and hospitals are gonna move into mobile phone and home care. And we need to adapt to this. I know we will adapt, but this is the need why we need to transform. I think the other, the other thing that comes to mind when you use that example in Spain, pre and post COVID, it, it illustrates all of the pillars as well of, of, of the elephant. You know, it's about growth, it's about customers, sustainability as well, because you know, it's a, it's a lower carbon footprint. It, it, it touches everything. I mean, sustainability, I think you are chief sustainability officer and people officer, so I think it would be great, exactly. I mean, look, Look, I'm, I'm not happy I forgot I was a stand but will we, can I ask well, you, why? So this is a question for you, Professor Sullivan. So why they need to transform also in that space, on the space of the sustainability? I think, for, I think from a, a transformation point of view, um, sustainability, the, the, we, we cannot grow in an unsustainable way. You know, and I, I think, I mean, people have heard, not on the podcast, say this in two ways. I, I think of sustainability with a, a large S and a small S. Like we have a responsibility as a business to be sustainable, you know, for making a better world, for what our place in the world, our social enterprise, our purpose, all those things, for our people, for our customers, all our stakeholders. But also, like there's this kind of small S element for me. We we need to make sure that we're... Um, we're here in, in 75 years, that we're relevant, that we keep pace with technology um, and that we, um, you know, that, that, that the business model itself changes. And I, I think that's one of the big challenges we've got, we face in transformation over the next, literally, you know, and you know, the next five, absolutely. 10 years, probably. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the beauties is that digital tools will also have a positive influence on the sustainability of the business. Yeah. Because for example, when you allow a patient to see the doctor in the mobile phone, we're saving a lot of carbon. And we are telling customers yeah. already, for instance, in Spain, yeah. when they choose video consultation instead of going to a doctor, we, we are telling them already that, you know, they are helping us in that space. Exactly. So I think that you as a customer also feel that you are being part of that, you know, which I think is also yeah. meaningful to you as a person, I exactly. would say. So Monica, like um, I know you've only just taken up for your new role, but obviously transformation started uh, with the elephant strategy about a year ago. Um, or, or accelerated rather, not, not started completely. But it was a great year for transformation 20, last year. I mean, 
great example from Inyaki there about the video consultation. But any, any other highlights that you'd come to your mind? Well, I, I would like to first say that I think that 2021 has been a key, uh, you know, a, a year to recall in our history, right? It's very easy to start bringing examples, but I think we first need to say new strategy, new ambition, values refresh, you know, pillars clear, you know, uh, emblematic projects defined, those that really are going to help us to move the needle faster. All these things landed in a very big enterprise, a very complex, you know, uh, number of businesses, each of them in a very different moment, uh, you know, uh, of the journey. So I think that all of this is by itself something remarkable, you know, that we should emphasize in first place because uh, not every year is like this, you know, and when this happens in the middle of a pandemic and in the middle of, of the beginning of a war, I mean, the context where th that, that is around us when we are landing this, I think it's also something that we need to recall ourselves because, you know, uh, I think we are doing something exceptional and we need to be very proud of all the things that we are doing together. But just to land, uh, you know, uh, a bit more and, and, and to your point earlier, I think that... Um, if we think of uh, growth, number one pillar, I think we are growing uh, over the market in many in many of the places where we operate, which was a key, a key, a key issue that we needed to start focusing and concentrating. And concentrating, Blue IU, you know, which is the key uh, emblematic in transformation, has been launched in 2021 in eight countries already. So, you know, we are evolving, we are growing, we are moving. Uh, customer experience, you know, we are landing a unique global system, NPS all over the globe, to make sure that we are going to be measuring in a consistent manner the way in which we are getting closer to our 80% of NPS, which, as you know, is one of the KPIs of our ambition. Uh, regarding sustainability, you already uh, you know, covered that. We have a clear strategy, a clear roadmap, which I think is by itself also a key, a key milestone. And when we think of uh, culture, you know, I think that we have started to launch the customer listening app all over Bupa, which is also a key element to improve customer experience, but also to create a culture of listening, of being humble, of wanting to be better all the time. And I also think that this by itself is an amazing achievement. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned sustainability. I don't know, keep going back to it, but we have that strategy and, and we will be communicating the strategy uh, to the organization soon. So it's, 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 I've forgotten that. And if yeah. I may, yeah. Nigel, if I can add, I mean, the uh, answer of Monica was very clear, but if I may add one thing is work people. So we launch... Yes. Um, Work people, um, having been in, the, in this company for 17 years, I can tell you uh, in, many, in all of those years we have done, I can't, re I can't remember now, like three solid tries to have a tool to communicate with, within us, and all of them fail. And having been able to launch work people the way we have done so quickly, so successful, so uh, in, a, in, a, such an, in a solid way, I think was amazing. So true, Inyaki. And you can listen to this podcast on WorkVivo, of course, when it, when it comes exactly. out. Or you will be listening to it, many of exactly. you. But, um, yeah, thanks, Inyaki. I mean, there's 72,000 people have access to the platform That's now. Amazing. And, and uh, you know, it's nearly everybody in Bupa. You yeah. know, and there's a few more to go, but nearly everybody can get access. Look, uh, thanks. Looking back, we always want to look forward as well. Um, we're in 2022. We're sort of through the first quarter. Things are going pretty well, generally. Uh, any priorities that you would call out, Monica uh, and Inyaki, for this year? Uh, if I go first, boss, go, I go, go, please, please. Uh, well, I have a personal obsession. I would say that in first place, which is simplification. You know, I think that this is something that we all of us, each of us, need to every day, every single day, when you wake up and you start your day, to think how I do things faster 
easier, you know, more rapidly. I think that every person in Bupa does have a lot to give in this space. And I would like to mention this because, you know, it's not a pillar by itself, but it's something I am personally uh, obsessed about. Uh, going back to the pillars and very, very rapidly, you know, I would say in customer, I think that we need to foster our system. You know, NPS does, does really need to become meaningful. So we are going to concentrate in, you know, calling more people, getting more surveys, improving customer experience, landing more examples of things that we can improve, you know, to foster the system consistently of, all over the globe. I would say that is that is something we need to concentrate on. Blua, I think Blua is uh, a question of a scaling meaning going to more places, uh, putting, making it real in those places where it is still not uh, real. It's also a question of a scope. Blua does need to evolve from just being, you know, an app to do medical consultation to, you know, uh, retain customers by being able to offer to them, you know, health programs, chronic disease management, you know, the type of, of care home that Iñaki was mentioning earlier. We need to start to evolve to that direction. It's a question of a scope as well. And final, finally, on Blue, I think it's also a question of capability, meaning capacity, meaning mo more doctors available for our customers so that we really can engage more customers uh, in this amazing tool that Blua is for many of them already. Uh, sustainability, I will leave it for you, Nigel, when oh, you right. land the strategy, because I know we have a clear roadmap, which is a great thing by itself. And if we go to data, I think that here for me, the evolution does need to go to clean up the data that we have, make sure that data is available, you know, uh, with Quality, uh, quality data for more people. I think we need to start to evolve to democratization. Oh, it's a difficult word always for me to say, but you know what I mean? To making yeah. data accessible to more, more people, because I think this step is a key step for us to really become a data-driven organization. Uh, as long as that data continue to be just for some of us, I don't think that we are you know, moving in the right direction. So I, would, I think that this is a key year. 2022 is a key year. We need to be evolving you know, in the sense that I have just described, consistently, globally, all together through that direction, because we need to be ready for 2023 and 2024, which for me are the years when we need to hit the KPI ambitions that we have defined. It's a really important point about, I mentioned the pillars earlier on, the KPIs obviously is the, th the three of the three times six. And Yaki, we're starting to measure those KPIs now everywhere. Uh, uh, are you pleased that in 2022 we're making progress across the KPIs? We are, and I'm very pleased that uh, we are doing the measurements, very pleased with the numbers that I see, and even more pleased about the, ten the tendency so we are growing the 40% of the medical activity that has to happen in the places in where the Bupa we own in oh, a way, points, in yeah. one way yeah. or the other, the touch points. Uh, that's growing slowly, but it will grow it will grow more quickly once we get traction with the Blue IU launching. The 60% of the of the people being um, connecting with us in a digital mean, that is also growing, which is great. And we will see more progress during the year. And the 80 of uh, MPS that Monica mentioned, also that is that is moving. It's moving more slowly because moving from from a good place pretty high to, to super, super high, okay. which yeah. is the 80, it's, uh, I mean, it's not an easy task, but we will, yeah. But I'm more happy about, um, about what came up from what Monica said. Monica said things, but what? But she was also telling, saying things with the tone and with the energy she was using. 
So I'm very happy about the energy, not only Monica's energy, but the energy of the of, of the Bupa, organization, of the organization. I think um, you the, your tone that. was a was a good um, representation of what's happening. Absolutely, uh, and uh, that's that's my main reason to be super positive. Well, you must be reading my script because uh, it's a nice segue into the next uh, the next question I've got for for you both. Um, Monica, you talked about you talk about culture a lot, and uh, 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 in in what you just said, and um, obviously. You know, we've talked before when Anyaki and I have had these sessions about everybody getting on the train and the importance of people in the transformation, our people. Um, when you think about that, what sort of things come to mind? Well, to be honest, I, here is, I think, the question I like the most, you know, because I think that we have such a unique... You not like the other questions, then? Uh, no, but, you know, the, 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 the thing you were asking me to speak about, which is culture, right? Which is, uh, I think that, you know, I, lo I love this thing. That's, that's the issue, you know, because I think we have such a huge and unique opportunity in front of us. Uh, we are living such an extraordinary moment of, of the Bupa history, you know. I always say that we are the team that will transform Bupa. And I would like to change that to, we are the team that are transforming Bupa because I feel that this is happening. I Back to the point Iñaki was mentioning, you get so much energy when you speak to the people in the grounds of the business. You, you, you think that they all understand what Iñaki was saying at the beginning, the need that we need to transform ourselves. It's so obvious for everyone. I think that, you know, it's, it's natural to get on the train and to say, listen, I want to push. I think that also pandemic has proven us, you know, to what extent our people in the grounds of the business are Amazing, you know. I don't have words to say what I've learned from what they've did, what they've done in this period of time. So my point here is that we have the people. We know what we need to be doing. So you know what? It's just the question of going for that, of pushing, of being consistent, because we are the people that are doing this already. So I'm yeah, very, yeah. very I, positive I, on this. I, I was gonna, I was just gonna say this is an illustration. You just sparked something in my mind. And uh, as a executive team, we were in. First time physically together a few weeks ago in Spain, yeah. and I met the 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 squad that that um, you know uh, were the most successful eco disruptors, you know, in terms of uh, the Circular uh, uh, winning team. And I thought, I mean, I I had lunch with these guys and and, and spent time with them with you know with uh, some of the team, you know, Yolanda and Kathy, etc. In in Sanitas, and and I thought we are unstoppable, and that's. That's the UK, yeah. BG UK yeah. Yeah. Uh, program. We, if we, 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 and we have many, 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 many thousands of people like like that team, all all across Bupa. I'm, 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 the, the enthusiasm, the energy, the intelligence, the motivation that they, these people have, we are unstoppable with our with our, our people. I, I, I love think. that. Sorry, Nyak, yeah. No, 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 no. I think it's a, no. It's a great comment that uh, what you said, Nigel. Uh, look, some of us we are very impressed negatively in the past when we were talking to other executives of other companies, when they were explaining that the digital transformation or the customer transformation was done by hiring new, young, smart people, creating a cellule of smart people versus the, the other people, the, 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 the old super millennials are like you and me, okay? So I, was, I didn't like that because if you look back to the, this year, we are celebrating the 75 years of Bupa. This company has been built up by, its own, by the employees because we all know our founders and all of that, but we don't have shareholders. Let's not forget this. So we have been we have been built up this company by the employees, and are the employees that are the ones that warranty this the, the future of this company. And if you, this is why we have chosen an inclusive yeah. transformation, an inclusive approach. 
there are three elements that um, in the transformation, one being customers. So this is why we are asking our employees to listen to customers and we are asking our employees for their opinions how to improve the customer experience because we want them to be inclusive. Second element, the data, the importance of the data. You know, in the process of the data journey, the main thing that we are focusing is the need of having a data repository to ask employees to access our data to take better decisions. That's a democratization. Of democratization of data. Yeah, yeah. So we want our people to use the, the data. Okay, it's not only the so data the, scientists. Yeah, the no, no, no. Yeah. People yeah. like you and me, that, that we're not data scientists, but we are ready to change. And the, and the third one is to work in a more participative uh, way. The, all of the agile efforts that we are uh, uh, setting up are in that direction. I believe that the customer digital transformation is not very different to all of the other transformations that it, this company was forced to do in the 75 years to adapt. So this is why being inclusive, everybody jumps on the train, let's go, is what will make sure that this company will be here in the next 75 years. That's great. I just love that. Yeah, that's and great. And he is so true. <laughs> I, I promise, you know, people in the grounds of the business are the people that have made what we are. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and so it's exactly what you said. I just love it. We yeah. just just need to keep, keep Can't going. Agree yeah. well, Absolutely. well uh, keeping going is the, is the, is the sort of probably my last question for, for you both, really. I mean, when you think of transformation, do you, do you think of it as, and, and then I want to ask you why you think of it, whatever your answer is, but do you think of it as like a destination like, or more of a journey? Like, is it like, oh, we will be transformed and it's all fine, or we will keep going and transforming, it's a journey. Does that make sense? Which, yeah, which, it, which end of that sort of scale are you? Well, I think, I think it's more like a journey because uh, the world is moving. I mean, the complexity of the world, is, this is, I think it's technically called uh, more... Theory, Moore's law, Moore's law, yeah, Moore's law, yeah, yeah, Moore's law. No, so, so every two years, the capacity of the processors um, um, double and the price um, is half. So that means that we're getting into um, into exponential change, and that is what's going to happen. This is why we are insisting in this idea of the run and the change. So now our job has changed, and old people like us, like me, been here for seventeen years. In the past, we were running a business. Now and to the future, we'll be running and changing at the same time because change is going to happen at the same time. Thanks, Sanyaki. Monica, transformation, destination or journey? Absolutely journey. I think change is the only thing that is here to remain. And, and you know, I think that we've learned that what, what used to work for a month probably doesn't work anymore. And, and I think this is what really has changed each of us as individuals. You can take for granted at all anymore that the way you, in which you were you doing things is great because it was working in the past. You have to be all the time challenging yourself, making sure that you adapt yourself because change is here to remain. And to be honest, it's much better this way, isn't it? Because forces you to be all the time learning, all the time, you know, uh, moving from, you know, your comfort zone to somewhere else. I think it's a much more fascinating journey if you see that in a positive manner. I mean, you are going to continue to learn, to continue to grow. Come on, it's a much more interesting life, I think. Yeah, probably, and more fun, probably. As more well, fun, think, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and you're probably uh, thinking on closing the podcast. Can I ask before you, you do that, how was the experience of being in the podcast with two Spaniards? <laughs> 
being honest, go oh, direct. That's a great question. <laughs> be, say the truth, Nigel. Was it terrible as truth. expected, or I, it much, was a bit better? Muchas gracias. That's all I can <laughs> say. Thank you very much. Olé. It's Olé. been great. Um, it's been fun. Well, look, there's so much to be excited about this year and for the whole future of Bupa. That's absolutely clear, and I hope our listeners, you, you feel that as well. And it's all we have time for. And I'd like to thank you, Monica, for being our special guest today. The beauty. Hopefully it will be better next time. And thank, thank you, you. Again, thank you. Professor, always a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as usual, if you want to get in touch, if you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at runningelephant at Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.